Chapter Twelve of Miss Billy's Decision. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kathy Barrett. Miss Billy's Decision by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Twelve. Sister Kate. At the station, Mrs. Hartwell's train was found to be gratifyingly on time, and in due course. Billy was extending a cordial welcome to a tall, handsome woman who carried herself with an unmistakable air of assured competence. Accompanying her was a little girl with big blue eyes and yellow curls. I am very glad to see you both, smiled Billy, holding out a friendly hand to Mrs. Hartwell and stooping to kiss the round cheek of the little girl. Thank you, you are very kind, murmured the lady. But are you alone, Billy? Where are the boys? uncle william is out of town and cyril is rushed to death and sent his excuses bertram did mean to come but he telephoned this morning that he couldn't after all i'm sorry but i'm afraid you'll have to make the best of just me condoled billy they'll be out to the house this evening of course all but uncle william he doesn't return until to-morrow oh doesn't he murmured the lady reaching for her daughter's hand billy looked down with a smile and this is little kate i suppose she said whom i haven't seen for such a long long time let me see you are how old now i'm eight i've been eight six weeks billy's eyes twinkled and you don't remember me i suppose the little girl shook her head no but i know who you are she added with shy eagerness you're going to be my aunt billy and you're going to marry my uncle william i, I mean my uncle bertram billy's face changed color Mrs. Hartwell gave a despairing gesture. "'Kate, my dear, I told you to be sure and remember that it was your Uncle Bertram now. You see,' she added in a discouraged aside to Billy, "'she can't seem to forget the first one. But then, what can you expect?' laughed Mrs. Hartwell a little disagreeably. "'Such abrupt changes from one brother to another are somewhat disconcerting, you know.' Billy bit her lip. For a moment she said nothing. Then, a little constrainedly, she rejoined, "'Perhaps.' Still, let us hope we have the right one now. Mrs. Hartwell raised her eyebrows. Well, my dear, I'm not so confident of that. My choice has been, and always will be, William. Billy bit her lip again. This time her brown eyes flashed a little. Is that so? But you see, after all, you aren't making the... the choice. Billy spoke lightly, gaily and she ended with a bright little laugh, as if to hide any intended impertinence. It was Mrs. Hartwell's turn to bite her lip, and she did. "'So it seems,' she rejoined frigidly, after the briefest of pauses. It was not until they were on their way to Corrie Hill some time later that Mrs. Hartwell turned with the question, "'Cyril is to be married in church, I suppose?' "'No, they both preferred a home-wedding.' oh what a pity church weddings are so attractive to those who like them amended billy in spite of herself to every one i think corrected mrs hartwell positively billy laughed she was beginning to discern that it did not do much harm nor much good to disagree with her guest it's in the evening then of course pursued mrs hartwell no at noon oh how could you let them "'But they preferred it, Mrs. Hartwell.' "'What if they did?' retorted the lady sharply. "'Can't you do as you please in your own home? "'Evening weddings are so much prettier. "'We can't change now, of course, with the guests all invited. "'That is, I suppose you do have guests.' 
Mrs. Hartwell's voice was aggrievedly despairing. "'Oh, yes,' smiled Billy demurely. "'We have guests invited, and I'm afraid we can't change the time.' "'No, of course. But it's too bad. I conclude there are announcements only, as I got no cards.' "'Announcements only,' bowed Billy. "'I wish Cyril had consulted me a little about this affair.' Billy did not answer. She could not trust herself to speak just then. Cyril's words of two days before were in her ears. "'Yes, and it will give Big Kate time to try to make your breakfast supper and your roses pinks, or sunflowers.' In a moment Mrs. Hartwell spoke again. "'Of course a noon wedding is quite pretty if you darken the rooms and have lights. You're going to do that, I suppose.' Billy shook her head slowly. "'I'm afraid not, Mrs. Hartwell. That isn't the plan, now.' "'Not darken the rooms?' exclaimed Mrs. Hartwell. "'Why, it won't—' She stopped suddenly and fell back in her seat. The look of annoyed disappointment gave way to one of confident relief. "'But, then, that can be changed,' she finished serenely. Billy opened her lips, then she shut them without speaking. After a minute she opened them again. "'You might consult—Cyril about that,' she said in a quiet voice. "'Yes, I will,' nodded Mrs. Hartwell, brightly. She was looking pleased and happy again. "'I love weddings, don't you? You can do so much with them.' <laughs> "'Can you?' laughed Billy irrepressibly. "'Yes. Cyril is happy, of course. Still, I can't imagine him in love with any woman. I think Marie can.' "'I suppose so. I don't seem to remember her much. Still, I think I saw her once or twice when I was on last June.' "'Music teacher, wasn't she?' "'Yes, she is a very sweet girl.' "'Hm, I suppose so. Still, I think twould have been better if Cyril could have selected someone that wasn't musical. Say, a more domestic wife. He's so terribly unpractical himself about household matters.' Billy gave a ringing laugh and stood up. The car had come to a stop before her own door. <laughs> "'Do you? Just you wait till you see Marie's trousseau of... "'Egg-beaters and cake-tins,' she chuckled. Mrs. Hartwell looked blank. "'Whatever in the world do you mean, Billy?' she demanded fretfully as she followed her hostess from the car. "'I declare, aren't you ever going to grow beyond making those absurd remarks of yours?' <laughs> "'Maybe. Sometime,' laughed Billy as she took little Kate's hand and led the way up the steps. Luncheon in the cosy dining-room at Hillside that day was not entirely a success. At least... There were not present exactly the harmony and tranquillity that are conceded to be the best sauce for one's food. The wedding, of course, was the all-absorbing topic of conversation, and Billy, between Aunt Hannah's attempt to be polite, Marie's to be sweet-tempered, Mrs. Hartwell's to be dictatorial, and her own to be pacifying as well as firm, had a hard time of it. If it had not been for two or three diversions created by little Kate, the meal would have been, indeed, a dismal failure. But little Kate, most of the time the personification of proper little girlhood, had a disconcerting faculty of occasionally dropping a word here or a question there with startling effect. As, for instance, when she asked Billy, "'Who's going to boss your wedding?' And again when she calmly informed her mother that when she was married she was not going to have any wedding at all to bother with anyhow. She was going to elope, and she should choose somebody's chauffeur, because he'd know how to go the farthest and fastest so her mother couldn't catch up with her and tell her how she ought to have done it. After luncheon, Aunt Hannah went upstairs for rest and recuperation. 
Marie took little Kate and went for a brisk walk, for the same purpose. This left Billy alone with her guest. "'Perhaps you would like a nap, too, Mrs. Hartwell,' suggested Billy, as they passed into the living-room. There was a curious note of almost hopefulness in her voice. Mrs. Hartwell scorned naps, and she said so very emphatically. She said something else, too. "'Billy, why do you always call me Mrs. Hartwell in that stiff, formal fashion? You used to call me Aunt Kate.' "'But I was very young, then.' Billy's voice was troubled. Billy had been trying so hard for the last two hours to be the graciously cordial hostess to this woman, Bertram's sister. "'Very true. Then why not Kate, now?' Billy hesitated. She was wondering why it seemed so hard to call Mrs. Hartwell Kate. "'Of course,' resumed the lady, "'when you're Bertram's wife and my sister—' "'Why, of course!' cried Billy, in a sudden flood of understanding. Curiously enough, she'd never thought before of Mrs. Hartwell as her sister. "'I shall be glad to call you, Kate, if you like.' "'Thank you. I shall like it very much, Billy,' nodded the other cordially. "'Indeed, my dear, I'm very fond of you, and I was delighted to hear you were to be my sister. "'If only it could have stayed William instead of Bertram.' "'But it couldn't,' smiled Billy. "'It wasn't William.' that I loved. But Bertram! It's so absurd! Absurd! The smile was gone now. Yes. Forgive me, Billy, but I, I was about as much surprised to hear of Bertram's engagement as I was of Cyril's. Billy grew a little white. But Bertram was never an avowed woman-hater like Cyril, was he? "'Woman-hater! Dear me, no! He was a woman-lover, always, as if his eternal face of a girl didn't prove that. Bertram has always loved women—to paint. But as for his ever taking them seriously—why, Billy, what's the matter?' Billy had risen suddenly. "'If you'll excuse me, please, just a few minutes,' Billy said very quietly. "'I, w I want to speak to Rosa in the kitchen. I I'll be back, soon.' In the kitchen, Billy spoke to Rosa. She wondered afterwards what she said. Certainly she did not stay in the kitchen long enough to say much. In her own room, a minute later, with the door fast closed, she took from her table the photograph of Bertram, and held it in her two hands, talking to it softly but a little wildly. "'I didn't listen. I didn't stay. Do you hear? I came to you. She shall not say anything that will make trouble between you and me. I've suffered enough through her already, and she doesn't know—' She didn't know before, and she doesn't now. She's only imagining. I will not, not, not believe that you love me just to paint, no matter what they say. All of them. I will not. Billy put the photograph back on the table then, and went downstairs to her guest. She smiled brightly, though her face was a little pale. "'I wondered if perhaps you wouldn't like some music,' she said pleasantly, going straight to the piano. "'Indeed I would,' agreed Mrs. Hartwell. Billy sat down then and played. Played as Mrs. Hartwell had never heard her play before. "'Why, Billy, you amaze me!' she cried when the pianist stopped and whirled about. "'I had no idea you could play like that!' Billy smiled enigmatically. Billy was thinking— that Mrs. Hartwell would indeed have been surprised if she had known that in that playing were herself, the ride home, the luncheon, Bertram, and the girl, 
whom Bertram did not love only to paint. End of chapter 12